Let's let's start another one. It's been a while. Yep. We got Herm Dog in the house. What's up, Herm? Welcome, Herm. He's back with us. I got nervous nervous again. <laughs> <laughs> Froze up. Froze up. <laughs> Forgot what to say. That's all right. That's all right. We we said Herm better come back and on a on a not so serious topic and hang out with us. Well, the world has a lot of problems and we're here to solve them. Fortunately, we got Herm. Yeah. To help with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll That's try, good. I'll try, fellas. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> What's been going on with everybody? So our last, our last podcast was with uh, Stetson, right? Right. And uh, he's a bull rider. And I thought just to fire this thing off, uh, Shayla Childs, or her boys at uh, state, Is this, would it be considered state finals? I thought I read Nationals. He's going to Nationals. Nationals. You're right. It is Nationals. I'm sorry. It is Nationals. His name's Ryder, right? It's Ryder. But anyways, Ryder. No, big shout right, out. Ryder Coates. Ryder Coates, yeah. Not Ryder, not Ryder Wright. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to <laughs> Ryder Coates, right? Yeah. He's, correct. He's riding in, so two. You keep saying the name right, right? I did say right. When I say right, like correct. <laughs> <laughs> Herm, I got the TV on. Maybe I need to shut it off. Am I not interesting enough to you, Herm? You got to watch the people with ice ice fishing on TV. I, d- I didn't realize that I was like the following guest, like from Stetson. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> like everybody's gonna look at me and like be very disappointed. Nah. And you had a world champion bull rider and <laughs> bear punk, <laughs> and then Herm. Well, they're they're not gonna look at you at all. They'll just listen and be disappointed. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Like. Because had that exciting uh, guest, you know, and then wah, there's her. <laughs> <laughs> got some sound effects. <laughs> uh, no, but Ryder Coates, he's riding bulls at the Nationals. That's cool. That so is cool. Shout out to him. Hope he Very does cool. good. We're going to have him on the podcast someday. Yeah, and he's cool. from Gunnison. Yeah, they still live in Gunnison. Yeah. yeah. So, that's cool. Grew up with Shayla. So, anyways, kind of a neat thing. What else has yeah. been going on? What, what's everybody been doing? I went to Mexico. Yeah, tell us about that, man. Well, Sounds tell- like Mexico came back with you a little bit. Yeah, it turns out um, that like if you want to lose weight, like I've heard of people like going to Mexico, they have the surgery, yada, yada, yada. I went to Mexico, didn't have the surgery, and I'm still losing weight. Because anything that goes in me comes out in liquid form. Did you drink the water? I think I did. <laughs> You're not supposed to drink the water. Everybody knows well, that. I do, well, okay, so here's the deal. We go to the resort, and the resort's supposed to be, like, completely, they say filtered, like, because that's one of the big questions. Like, hey, uh, like, what about the ice or the water, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're all filtered, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I drank the water. But I think what I did, I think where I messed up, is we went on a, uh, what do you call them, like a... Excursion? excursion. Yeah, we went on an excursion to, as a, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's like Isla Mujeres or Mujeres or something. Isla de Mujeres. Oh, Isla de Rumeres. Wow. 
That was impressive. Yeah, that was. And, uh, Island of women. Yeah, is that what it really is? <laughs> was that not what, what it really was? What? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> a lot of dudes, you know. Maybe you went to the Isla de Hombres. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So anyways, uh, but when we got there, we like, they had this real nice like beach type private beach thing that we paid some money to sit on one of their chairs and stuff. And I didn't even think about it. I was thinking just like I was at the resort and we got like a Coke and some waters and some different things. And long story short, I, I think that was a bad decision on my part. Was it bottled water? No, oh, no, yeah. it came out in a glass. Yeah, it was, uh, but man, it, it was good because it was hot. And I was like, well, that's good water right there. Uh, <laughs> turns out I should have held it up to the sky and like looked for floaties, you know, seeing if I could see any of that giardia that's <laughs> ripping through my stomach right now. But uh, did, yeah. any, did anybody else get sick? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trudy, she got sick. She's She went to the doctor and had to get fluids because she got way dehydrated. Um. Pretty much everybody in my family has had some bit of the... Did you go to the doctor? No, nah, man. I'm going to keep trying to lose some weight with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting for like 10 pounds at least. No, I, I I didn't go to the doctor, but... What would the doctor do? I guess they have like an antibiotic or something they can give you to help... Ki- like if, you, if it is a virus or whatever in your stomach, they can give you like an antibiotic or something that knocks it down a little quicker. <laughs> pretty, ba- pretty much exactly what they would do for Giardia, I guess. Oh, but I, like I say, I, I don't really know. Just that they'd, they'd make you poop in a like a icy cup or something, you know, and do some sort of a sample. But like, I don't know what they're gonna sample. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it is not a firm stool, guys. Well, it is not. A I was firm gonna stool. say, how are you gonna you gotta poop in a big funnel or something. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to capture that for a sample? I don't know, but, you know, we've all had to take, like, a urine test for work or something. And, I mean, it's coming out the exact same as urine comes out. So, I imagine maybe you just get a cup under there and you just got to wash your hands real oh good. My gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Might overuse that button today. No, it's, it's a bad deal. But uh, Mexico was fun. That was cool. How long ago was that? Just barely. My uh, David got married down there at the Sandals Resort. And, uh, I mean, we just got back last Tuesday. No, Monday. Like, well, Tuesday at like 4 a.m. was how it was by the time we got back. Our last, when we got out. That's like a week, though. You're still, you're still. Yeah. Yeah. And I was there. (laughs) I was like that for a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, it was so bad though, cause like, on the flights, like, <laughs> dumb things ain't made for big guys, you know, the toilets on airplanes, and then the, and then of course like, I'm not sitting first class, I'm like right next to the toilet, and I'm like, dude, if I tear that up, I have to live with it, you know, it's not like you can tear that up and head back to the front, like I have to live with it, and uh, that was bad. Our last flight, so we we had two flights. Um, you know, you fly out of Mexico into, I think we flew out into Houston or flew into Houston and then from Houston to Salt Lake. 
And uh, we sat there on the plane, and they had problems. And we're like, what is going on? And we sat there and sat there and sat there. And finally, they come over the thing. They're like, well, we're having just some issues with our navigation. And we're like, well, that's real great. And and we they were trying some stuff, trying some stuff. And finally, they were like, well, we can't quite figure it out. So uh, we're, you know, just be prepared. It's going to get dark if everybody could just sit back down. Like we're just gonna we're gonna power this off and power it back on, and I was like, "Is this a computer? Like, are you like anytime you have a problem? Like, why didn't we reset the thing like a long time? Ago? We're just gonna do a hard reset real quick on the on the airplane." But we did, and and sure enough, it like, uh, well, it didn't immediately fix it, but they got us going. We, we were supposed to get home like midnight, and it was like ended up getting home like four a.m. But Dave and a couple others, they like totally missed their other flight because it was so like delayed and yada, yada, yada. Were you on the ground at this point? Yeah, when oh, the navigation, wow. yeah, uh, we were trying to get into the air. That's and, I thought, uh, I thought yeah. in the air and it went out. Yeah, we're, <laughs> that'd be like we're scarier. Gonna, we're just going to power this down gonna real do quick. Control <laughs> alt delete in the middle of the air. <laughs> we're just, we're going to glide for a little while, guys. Like, don't worry about it. We're just going to go on quick glide session. But power, we're going to power down. All the lights are going to shut off. If everybody could turn their cell phone light on and just stick it next to the window so nobody, so we could see out front. No, it was, we were on the ground. But we eventually got going again. It was fun. But it was fun. Like, the whole thing was pretty fun. You guys have been <clears throat> to Mexico? No? Yep. Yes? Yes. Yep. yes. Yep. Been. I, I still want to hear about this. Was it, was it Air Mexico? Or was it was it a, was it like Delta? United. Oh, okay. United. Well, I felt a little better when I went to Cancun last year. The I I flew a lot, and those Mexican uh, is that the right? Word? Yeah, that would be the correct word. Mexican. Airlines. Are you worried about like airlines? Like the landing was like terrible. Like it scared the crap out of me. Like, like I thought like we <laughs> bounced. <laughs> I, has has that ever happened? Like you you like hit you, you, you skip like a rock. <laughs> Yeah, like skip the, <laughs> and you hear the tires like. <laughs> it was a definite <laughs> hop, yeah, and it scared the crap out of me. Oh, that'd be nuts! Yeah, imagine yeah. if it would have scared the crap out of Crane. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have taken much. I'm telling. I got off. Was there any close calls? I got off the plane and I went straight. The bathroom was right, turned the corner, and I, I <laughs> took care of business. And I was so happy and relieved. I came out and I just, I, I kicked over a, it was like a wet sign, caution, wet sign. I just kicked it over. I was so happy. I kicked <laughs> it over, hands in the air, like Rocky Balboa. Like I got it done. I picked the sign back up because it felt bad, but still it was just such a relief. I'm telling you. Uh, speaking of uh, crazy airplane stories, when we were going to, uh, when we were going to Iraq, we were on a pretty big plane. And uh, if you can imagine, like, it's a big plane, plus you've got duffel bags, like all these guys' duffel bags. Like, it's pretty weighed down. And uh, we not, were, a, not a commercial flight, right? <sighs> was it a commercial flight? Man, I want to say it was a, it, well, it was a commercial airline, like jet, but it was all military guys. Meaning, like, it, it was probably, like, bought for and whatever, but, like, everybody on it, military, right, oh, okay. from our unit. <clears throat> and uh, we started going on that flight, and well, just on the runway, right? Like we get ready, we're getting ready to go. We got all the, all of our stuff, and we start. Of course, we've been waiting forever. Like military, right? Hurry up and wait, 
and load every, and we're loading all of our own stuff. It's not even like there's a crew loading it. So it was a bunch of us loading it. We get on, we go to take off and right. We're like, we're getting up to speed. And then all of a sudden you just hear, and you're, and, and all of a sudden he just like locks up the brakes. Like we're, we're cruising, you know, how you almost just up to speed before it's about to take off. And he locks it up. And I kid you not, it was like we came to a skidding stop right before the runway ended. And, like, turns out, like, one of the tires had blown, and he had, like, a, la- a last-second decision to either lock him up or just punch it and go and try to figure out the landing, and he decided to lock him up. Wow. That wow, was, that's scary. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> was it, like, the end of the runway, like? Like the- like the fence. Like, there was a fence. Yeah. But we fixed a tire, I think. Like, <laughs> I can't remember if we got off or what happened, but I just remember thinking, like, Really? This is how it's going to start? <laughs> We're going over oh to Iraq, goodness. and I ain't even going to make it. They, like, fly directly? Can, is there enough of the plane? No, so we had to fly to, like, God, what's, like, the top right corner state? Maine? No. Uh, what would it be yeah. in the United States? Is it Maine? Maine? Yeah, I think Maine. it's Maine. You fly all the way to the top right corner and refuel and do all that jazz and then shoot a, straight across to like Germany or something, I can't remember, and then like have to hop down twice before you get there. It was a it was an extensive flight, but it took forever. And it was funny because it was so odd. Like nowadays you got a pocket knife on you, you're getting flagged and here we are, like you got your rifle in between your legs and you're just kinda like sleeping on it. That's crazy. <laughs> and really? It's, yeah. Yeah, you got your rifle and your pistol and uh, pretty much, like, those things just stay on you. Like, those don't leave you, you know? So, like, you're in a commercial airline, one of the big jumbo planes when you go across the sea. So there's, like, God, I can't remember how many in the middle, like six or something, and then three or four on both sides. So it's a big, big plane, but you're just there. You've got your your uh, rifle and your pistol and all your gear is somewhere on the plane, and so you've got a backpack probably above you and, couple things but you're like leaning on your rifle taking a nap you know that's, but, cr- that's crazy yeah it is it was pretty nuts it was just weird <laughs> you get in trouble for a, but i guess if you're if you're you know if some terrorist dude was to step on that flight <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going very far he ain't, he ain't going very that dude's in trouble <clears throat> that's for sure but yeah so had some crazy ones what about you, boys? Yeah. What, what else has been going on? So Mexico, you went to Cancun, you flew a crazy one, you had a bad landing. What? Uh, what's your favorite place to go in Mexico? <clears throat> Cancun. Cancun. Sure. But Chichen Itza. Okay. I can't believe you didn't go. <laughs> we were just talking about this. So, so uh, I, went, I went to Chichen Itza, right, with my geez. with my brothers and my dad, and it was like a it was like one of the bigger vacations our family has ever done together. And when you go to Chichen Itza, you go down, there's kind of that one road that takes you to those big cenotes or whatever they are that, you know, where they used to sacrifice a lot of, yeah. like, throw people in it, right? Isn't a cenote that, that, like a one of the deep waters? And just like, like a big sinkhole. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were walking down there, but as you walk down that road, there's all these little vendors selling crap, plates and stuff. Well, my dad, <laughs> he's got... He he thinks he can speak Navajo, 
He doesn't speak Navajo, but he, <laughs> but he thinks like he he likes to pretend he does. Like when you go on a horse ride with him and you take somebody new, he'll start talking. Oh, come on, it's like he's talking Navajo. Yeah, and people are like always. Like, nobody knows what how to speak Navajo, so they don't know that any better. <laughs> and so there's this Mexican guy down there, and he's all. Oh, you you want to buy you want to buy a plate or whatever he's trying to sell? And my dad, oh, he starts speaking Navajo to the guy, and the guy's just like, he says, "What? Where are you from?" <laughs> and my dad says, "Oh, A- Arizona." And the guy says, "Oh, from Phoenix?" And he says, "No, Tuba City." <laughs> and then he goes he goes on and on for like just talking to this guy in Navajo and. The guy's trying to, they're trying to barter back and forth. It was so funny. I actually got done video. It's actually pretty funny. Like you watch him. That's an idiot. I love it. Yeah. It's, if you've never, if you've never been at Chichen Itza, it's, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah. Really but is. is it pretty amazing with four kids, one of which is like two, three? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be tough. Yeah. No, the answer is no. I don't know. It, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, there's iguanas everywhere down there. You've probably seen iguanas everywhere. Yeah. And so, I mean, the one place we went, when I went down there, there was another another pyramid place that they actually let you walk on them. And so, go, was it Tulum? No, Cause, it wasn't. Cause Tulum's, you, Tulum's by the coast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not Tulum. It's, oh, I'm going to, I can't remember. What That's the called. one I wanted to go to. There's. It's not as excavated. Is that the right? There was one that was, I'm going to think of it probably after we're done talking here, but it, it, they let us crawl all over them, and it, I mean, iguana's like four feet long, running around everywhere. That's cool. Uh, it, it was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, Chichen Itza, I guess is how, whatever, like, uh, I know my dad wanted to go there, but uh, I was pretty much like. What's interesting, her? when did they discover that? You, this is why we brought her on, because he knows all the answers to this kind of stuff. That's not been that that long ago they discovered Chichen Itza, right? Man, you put me on the spot. Don't uh, let me down. Don't. Oh man, Wait. I'm supposed to be the, like the smart guy. I thought it was like like the <laughs> mid mid 1800s or late 1800s. Yes, yes. I Which is relatively so. for something that that big to yeah. be hidden by the jungle like it was overgrown and yeah. basically hid. But that's pretty crazy though like anything down there like if you just give it a few years is gone. Yeah. That that green grows like crazy. It does the yeah. jungle? So eighteen? You think it was I like eighteen hundreds, roughly? Yeah, some somewhere, like but not a, very long ago. No, huh. but I know, I know. Like I said, my dad wanted to go, and I was just like, "Look, Dad, I love you, and you're more than welcome to go, but uh, we're gonna go some, somewhere like Shellha or yeah, that's a pretty cool place. Yeah, and and we be, I've been there before, but like. I more or less was looking for something that like the kids were gonna be able to do. Yeah. You know. I think I think if my youngest was like eight, seven, eight, something like that, then it wouldn't have been so bad. I, then I think it's doable. It's one of those deals. But past that, man, it's like a four it's like a three and a half hour drive. Or it was from where we were saying it was like a three and a half hour drive. And then so you're three and a half hours there on a bus, three and a half hours back. So you're seven hours of driving time with kids. Oh yeah, yeah. It just wasn't gonna work. Man. So we we did. That's why we did the Islam Islam mujeres. <laughs> Islam mujeres. You went to the man island. I think <laughs> where you ended up going. Isla hambre. Isla hambre. 
But uh, and then it, it was cool. Like we <laughs> we rode on uh, we rode on like pontoon boats out there and did some snorkeling and stuff, and uh, like just hung out on a beach because the beach we were at just kind of rocky. Yeah, at the place, so it wasn't real great. So it was nice to get a little beach, <clears throat> a little sandy beach time. But and that that's where I think I picked up on Jardia or whatever I've got <laughs> in my guts right now. Is but, it getting any better? No. Oh, I mean, it comes out just the same. Like, well, I mean, th- that could stick with you for a long time. Yeah. Maybe you got like a, you think you got a parasite? Yeah, probably. Like sometimes people get those and they stick with them, I mean, for for a long time, right? Yeah, I think Couple my friend months. Alan Salzman, he, uh, he went on a mission to Mexico and <clears throat> he had it for like years. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to say it. I felt look pretty guys, bad. Look, look, guys, I'll, I'll be honest to you. I'm to the point now where it's not even a wipe anymore. It's just a pat. You can't, you can't get the wipe because it hurts. You got to just do a pat down there. You, you need, know? you need, a, you need to buy yourself a bidet. I'm, I've got one of those little things that hooks onto the edge, a little bidet that hooks onto this toilet seat. I bought it during the toilet crisis. Of, Serious? Uh, yeah. And it squirts water up your, I mean. Yeah, right right towards the hole, I guess. <laughs> I, I, how I, do you plumb that in? Well, it just clips on, and then it, and then it plugs into you, where your water comes in. You just untwist oh. right at the copper thing that comes out. It's got a little, little right T there. right there yep. that you just. Yep, you just hit a little switch, and whoop, you know, a little tickle. That's what you're going to need, man. <laughs> when I went to Japan uh, before COVID, they had a bidet and all the Japanese uh Hotel rooms, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I tried. They didn't I tried, have toilet. I, I didn't they, want, didn't, they didn't have TP. But no, they had toilet paper. Oh, well. So he probably went. <laughs> oh well, like you know, took a water bottle and just splashed it under there. <laughs> like I, I, did, I wanted to ask somebody, but I didn't feel. Uh, they're so helpful too. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Could you show me how to use it? I'll take your pants down. I'll show you. <laughs> you sit down on the toilet. i show you real quick. <laughs> I forgot you're not supposed to laugh into this. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you sorry. laugh into it. It's good. I just start. I got to pull it away because I start hacking. And I sound like I'm <laughs> yeah, on my head. Oh. I laugh into it all the time. I was oh, really disappointed because I wanted to try that, but I could, couldn't. Did so. the toilet flush the other direction? Is that over there? I wasn't paying attention. What happened to your legs, man? Why are you so sunburnt? Oh. Like, like your leg is as red as I've ever seen somebody be. Yeah. That's bad. I know. It was yeah, over the bud. weekend. I looks like I'm wearing socks. Look, look at that. It does. It's terrible. It hurts so bad. And like the next day, I had to wear pants. What were you I, doing? Just watching baseball. Oh. Oh, man. It was terrible. It was like. It was like wearing a coat. I could feel the heat, like emanating from it. Is it is the outside of your leg? Is it's so darker? weird. I was. It's just the inside got bad. I don't know what. I don't know. You need to get yourself some of that aloe vera gel. It doesn't hurt anymore, but it hurt oh. pretty bad there for a while. You know, I feel uncomfortable all the time with my with my health problems, and it really bothers me. It's like my my cup is almost full of Parkinson's. So when I Add one more thing to it. It's like uh, it was annoying. It's yeah. annoying, but no, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. Who uh, your boy was playing ball? How old's your boy again? He is fourteen. He's about to. He's about fifteen. But yeah, they were traveling team. Yeah, yeah. Nice man. Yeah, they actually. How are they doing? It was their last game, and <clears throat> they were doing pretty well. We play a lot of 
teams up north that are a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but it's good because we, we grow, and uh, we were actually like the f- about the fifth seed, and we took the championship. Oh, wow. You and guys won. Yeah, we won it, yeah. That's cool. Like I was, it, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me just see here. Uh- <laughs> First place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we lo- the the there's pool play and then a single elimination. So Friday was pool play, and that's when I got sunburned. And uh, th- our first game was at nine o'clock, and so I was thinking we and the team was supposedly better than us. So we thought I thought well, I'll probably be done early, but we stayed and we we made it all the way to the championship and won. It was really. I don't know. It was really fun. A good way to go out. Time yeah. to go, man. Is there any better way to go out than I'm, on top? No, I know. It's like a storybook awesome. ending. I know. It was sweet. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't – it's not really that interesting, but, you know, but it was pretty fun. So. Oh, man, it's always fun to watch your kids play ball. Yeah, yeah. Tyler did really <clears> well. He's a, he's a pretty good hitter. And, you know, Tyler is actually quite athletic and – it irritates me because he doesn't have the drive that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretty decent athlete, but it took me a lot. I was a lot. It's a lot harder for me for because I had to try a lot harder, and he doesn't hardly try. Yeah, he's got it. And you're like, if you just tried a little more. Yeah, yeah. So no, but but I've kind of pushed him, and sometimes he gets mad. But I said, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Like I'm, I don't like to do stuff half halfway. Yeah. And if I I uh, I I wanted to mention this that I'm. I'm trying to keep myself. I I realize how much I swear. So <laughs> I was gonna say you you made, you passed up on a couple uh, couple cuss words there. That was a pretty impressed on. I know, and it it doesn't seem right. It's like choppy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's if you hear him stutter, it's not a stutter. It's probably because it was supposed to be a cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, I don't do anything half. Way, <laughs> I caught it. Uh, uh, keeping it PG, we appreciate that here yeah, on shooting the ball. Keep bowl. up appearances here. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> yeah free. So uh, I think I better mention something that that was eventful in my life this week. So Bubbles, his day mm. of reckoning oh. came. Yep, and. It was a traumatic day at the Sorensen household. <laughs> like almost rivals the house fire. <laughs> for you or for oh, the kids? No, for or the for kids. Well, well, the boys were pretty good about it. It was Cody. Cody Cody Lynch. She she oh, she called me everything she could without swearing. I mean, she You animal hater, why do you gotta hit I said, Cody. I said, This was the plan. You knew this from day one. This calf was gonna go. To right be, to be slaughtered, and he's gonna feed us. Well, I didn't know he was gonna be such a nice cow, Dad. He's so nice. <laughs> did, did he? Did I keep up like his cool personality like the whole time? Oh yeah. In fact, we dropped him off at the slaughterhouse on Wednesday night, and then, or on Tuesday night, and then <laughs> I, I couldn't get him out of the trailer. He just wanted me to just sit and pet him, so I had to. Start slapping him, trying to get out of the trailer. And Cody, Cody, come with me. That was a bad idea. Cody, she came with me to drop him off. And, yeah, you should. And she was, she was, she um, was. I kind of smacked him to get out. And when he, when I smacked him, kind of scared him, and he like jumped out and kind of slipped and kind of fell a little bit. And then she just started crying. Dad, quit being mean and <laughs> panicking. And I well, said, Cody, get in the truck. <laughs> get, in the, get in the truck. So, so the next morning, 
they slaughter like they start slaughtering, killing at like six in the morning, and they do all the sheep and hogs first, and then they get to the beef like at eight o'clock in the morning. I wanted to go down. I was curious to see what his carcass looked like. I wanted to see how how finished he was, you know. So I get down there, and there's like five or six guys in there just just working. Like those guys, like it's kind of cool to watch people that know what they're doing yeah. in, a, in a job. Cause they were just working like a machine, man, and and I get there and I'm like, hey, is that is that, is that bubbles by chance hanging? Because bubbles, had, <laughs> like you got to write like you fill out a paper when you drop them off, and you got to tell them you know what the tag number is or what the tag says and your brand and all this. And my tag, he had a tag in him that said bubbles, and it was basically <laughs> the date that he was born. So they they I said, hey. Is that Bubbles? He's like, and the, and the one guy says, no, this ain't Bubbles. He's still back there giving me these big puppy dog eyes and trying to lick me. <laughs> I said, son of a gun. But I was like, well, that's good. Cause I, anyway, I, I I sat and watched him for, and I, I kind of timed him from when they brought in one that was dead. And when they hung it up and skinned it, gutted it, and halved it, you know, and then put it in the cooler. It took him twelve, like twelve minutes. That's impressive to do a, like a big, like eleven hundred pound steer. And I thought, son of a gun, that's how, how do that's, they actually? Maybe that's not for this podcast. How do they actually kill him? Is it with a gun? I think it's, a, it's like a machine. Like a, I didn't watch him kill. I didn't watch him actually kill because in the room I watched, they kind of come in and they kind of just they're on a table and they bring him in that way. But I think it's like a bolt, basically like a machine that just has like a bolt just. Hits him right in the head. And it's pretty much instantaneous. Yeah, it's like it's it's literally they got the spot down and it's just a yeah. Then, then they fall over, done. That's but good. I didn't actually get to watch him do do my steer, and I, I'm glad I didn't. But tell them about the pack the packaging. Oh yeah, shit. so so like a day or two goes by, and I get a call from the meat shop, and they're all okay. We just got a couple questions on how. You want, you know, your beef package, what pound, how how many pounds of beef, hamburger in a package and, and how many steaks to a package, yada, yada, yada. And I'm telling them and, and she says, oh, and then one other thing, um, the butcher is requesting that one, he's wondering if it would be okay if he labeled all the packages bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, gosh. I said, sure. I said, that'd be. That'd be great. And then I hung up the phone. Like I think I'm like, that's not gonna go well when Cody goes to get a package of hamburger out of the fridge oh, out of the, and reads bubbles go, on it. Go grab me some bubble beef. But like all the all the guys in the meat shop were all there all having a good time with this whole thing, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. How funny is that? It was it was it was kind of a deal, but he uh did you yeah. think the guy actually struggled? Like the guy trying to said that he was licking him and giving crap. No, I don't think he's struggling. He <laughs> <laughs> flipped the switch and dropped him. <laughs> just wondering. Yeah, I don't think he struggled. He probably uh, just put his finger out for him to suck on his thumb and walked him right in, in with it. Here, let's get your thumb out there and oh. bring you in. Was but, it hard for you, Kendon? Be honest. <laughs> no, but but for Casey, it sure. <laughs> I was like, it was. I was the the worst person in the world for the last like week here. Like I have been, picked apart by my family. My wife. My wife. Well, that wasn't very smart to bring Cody along. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, it wasn't. Really should have said her goodbyes the night before. She's you know? getting over it. I think she's slowly getting over it. Quay, Quay, and Briggs, and and they're all they're all excited about eating steaks, and you know they. It, yeah, they don't care. But Cody's she's the animal lover. She is sure. that. She's always been the animal handler. Oh, yeah. Always, she likes animals. Oh yeah, she. In fact, today we were talking about her stupid goat. She's got this goat that she the goat just causes all sorts of problems. Jumps on your truck. You go down to the pasture. The goat wants to jump on your truck, and yeah, I hate the goat. And we told her that she has to figure out some some way to to pin it up, like because it just it just roams down there wherever it wants to go. And so she called me a day, Dad. I'm gonna take the side by side down to the hardware store and buy some lumber, and I'm gonna build build a shelter for my goat. I said. You gotta do what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna take a side by side, buy buy some lumber. I'm like, I don't think you're gonna do that. Like, the lumber store's like a mile away. Well, maybe not that far, but she's gonna hop in the side by side. She's 11. Yeah, with like, what, what money? I'm like, with what money? She's like, I've got 200 dollars saved out. I'm gonna go. I'm like, like that's a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was like. She was all about it. And huh. anyway, what do I, you do with a goat? <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, <laughs> you know, I don't know that there's much you can do with a goat. I mean, you're, you, you might have to ask some. <laughs> you can milk Crane, them. Crane might. No, he went to Iraq. Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, make cheese out of goat cheese. I guess you can milk them. Uh, we need to make. It's probably the same thing that honestly, the Wayne County boys do. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do with a goat, I don't think. <laughs> You know those. Well, I, I wasn't even going there, fellas. <laughs> uh, certain type of goats they pack, they pack on, but I don't. Goats I, aren't. Uh, they're just a. Yeah. They're just a, a farm animal. It's a way to get rid of your aluminum cans. You know. I, I, I had multiple goats there for a while. I had a couple others that we used to kind of graze the ditch banks and and keep the weeds ate down, but they just become. I don't know, too much of a cho- of a job. Around water. here, there's not enough water to make a weed on a ditch bank anymore, right. so they don't come in handy for nothing. Be dried up here soon. Heck, I'm almost out of water. Pi- the Paiute's pretty much dry. It'll be dry, I'll bet, in a week. Is that all the Gunnison water? Is that well, that's on the, that'll be like uh, all the farms on the the west side of the valley. Like this, the canal that runs all the way from the Paiute. I'm I'm the very last person on the ditch, and uh, so it's feast or famine for me. You know, either I got enough or I don't got none. You know what's crazy about the water yeah. though? Like K- Casey and the kids, they went up to Yellowstone a couple weeks ago, and you you travel what I don't know how many miles that is four or five hundred miles. No, yeah. I mean, not even is it that far? Maybe six hour driving, and it's just like water. Well, record, record, but even, there was even a time when, like, just a couple years ago, if you remember, like, Bear Lake and all those places up Salt Lake Way were just completely chock full of water, like, too much water flooding. We were still dry as a bone down here, you know? Yeah, this... It's all about where the water comes down the mountain and lands of what reservoir you got a water right to. Yeah, this valley we're in is pretty... Yeah, but it's amazing, like, I get, my water comes clear from... The Paiute to Fayette. Isn't that crazy? And then uh, there's even water from the Paiute that's supposed to go clear to Delta. 
Well, them, them Delta boys were smart. So what does the water do if it gets past you? Yeah, well, I'm the last pond. Like, it oh. it literally runs into me. Like, so it there's it doesn't go past me. Is if, it, does the pond ever get full? Yeah, there's there's a little overflow um, that I guess it could overflow into, like, I have a little overflow secondary pond that can feed back into my line. But honestly, it's usually doesn't ever get that much water. I don't oh. ever get. I mean, it's it's like if it rains real hard and there's a big push of like red water and a, and a bunch of people have their gates off, I might get some extra water that way. But rarely does it push that hard. I've got a pretty big pond too, so when uh, when I order say a foot or half a foot or whatever it is, I order. Um, that's usually just what I get, and I can usually use it as fast as it comes in. I build up my pond and then I use it. So, and I'm not the I'm not the best farmer either, but we seem to be able to grow some weeds every now and then. <laughs> That's about it. That's yeah. about it. Do you use the hay for for your reserve, like honey reserve, or do you sell it, or what do you do? Yeah. So, well, the we have like one field of hay, so it's it's for the San Pete Fish Game Hunting Club down there, right? And uh, I just kind of manage it is all I do. Uh, the pickets down there do all the, like, the tractor work. And so uh, the hay, wh- what hay we have pretty much pays for uh, the cover crops that we lay down for hunting pheasants. Oh. So it's pretty much like we plant as much as we can, knowing about what we'll get out of our hay, and then leave us, leave standing what's not hay most of the time so it's not about making money or doing anything special it's more about how much hay do i need to grow to lay down enough cover uh in the in the other fields for the pheasants and geese and whatever else of course it's not usually geese but it's most of the time it's just the pheasants but so yeah do they have any wild pheasants or yeah you get you get some wild pheasants but it's tough man like uh there are wild pheasants, um, but we 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 also plant a whole bunch, and we're right next to pheasant run outfitters, and they plant birds, so and they shoot birds like they're more of a commercial hunting place where they can hunt for like six months, right? And hunt pretty much from like sep. Let's see, is it like I don't? It's like fall, early fall, right? They can start hunting pheasants. They can start hunting pheasants before the state pheasant, which is like in November, so like in October, I think, all the way to March. So if there is a wild pheasant, technically they can they can kill it in that time frame. So it's kind of hard to have like a true wild pheasant. Um, but a lot of times like you get down to the tamarack, and that's where the wild bird, the wild birds will be down in the tamarack. Them things are running fools, like they run like crazy. Have to have a good dog for that. Oh yeah, and sometimes it's like impossible. Sometimes you just get lucky, you know, and you're like, "That's a wild bird," and you can tell tail feathers are huge, you know, like it's a usually a bigger bodied. Spurs are long and not all doled out, or they're they're usually doled out, sorry, and not like long pointy like a young bird would be. So, like, you could pick out a wild bird, and they fly lots better, faster. But, like, for the most part, when you're hunting birds down there, it's it's stuff we've put in the grass. You know, we <clears> what do birds cost nowadays? What are they selling for? Uh, 
20 bucks? Yeah. I mean, well, like, when we buy them, we buy them in, like, mass. Like, I think we buy roughly 500 birds, you know, and we put we put down, like, 250 birds the first weekend, 250 birds the second weekend. And, uh, but, and we just buy all roosters. And I think, don't quote me on this, it's anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks. I can't remember what it was. It used to be, like, 12 bucks, you know, or when you're buying that many, but it's anywhere from 15 to 20. So it's getting, My word. It's getting expensive, man. I mean, do they hold over? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You do. Like, I mean, like right in, like right now, I see birds. I see pheasants. Yeah. So like I'm going, I go down there, check my, check my pivot, do different things. You'll see hens. You'll see chicks. Like, so they're there. Um, and uh, you'll see roosters. In fact, like, you know, like springtime, you'll find like the roosters don't fly. They just run everywhere because they get super territorial. So if you see a hen, you'll see a rooster. And if you see a rooster, you'll probably see another rooster because they're all trying to breed. And so you you really get to see what's still out there. And there's still plenty out there. There's still plenty out there. But I would say every bird in the valley (laughs) has came from a farm most likely at one point or another. Like, right. just there's so many people hunting them, and there's so many. So they might make it a couple years, you know, hold over a few years, and you, you'll you have some hens that'll last. But for the most part. Even the wild ones? Yeah, well, I would say the wild ones got wild. Got wild. They were? They were probably pen-raised to begin with. I'm, I'm sure there's some. Um, but with, like, raccoons and all the skunks and all the different things, it's just... If you weren't, if there weren't four or five people out there planting birds, there wouldn't be pheasants. You know what I mean? <clears throat> there just wouldn't be. Years ago, man, the pheasant hunting used to. I mean, that's what the Gunnison Valley was like, renowned for the pheasant hunting. Yeah, I remember as a kid, even like just people on um, the pheasant hunt showing up. It was bigger than the deer hunt. You know, I remember before I could. About the time I could hunt, it started to go downhill. Yeah, I remember as it. I was so like before, like when I was <clears> eight, I. I think when I was eight, it was the first time I was able to go on a hunt. And it was pretty cool. I, I I just go walk through the weeds and stuff, try to scare up the birds. Yeah, and but, <laughs> um, but I mean, that's like, too, like, part of that is, like, that's when <clears throat> you had ditches that had, yep. uh, that had habitat. Habitat. Stuff, and a lot of things, like, people think, like, oh, well, ditches, like, the big thing about ditches was the cover. And it is. A cover from place to place, that's definitely important. But the other part of that is, like, water, you know? Like uh, these sprinklers and pivots, and as good as they are, as efficient as they are, like they don't leave places to drink. Right. Know? They don't leave like a pond or anything for them to actually drink from. It's it's drinking that's like the hard part for them. So like we create habitat to hold birds. You know, little ponds and right. little different things that are literally just for animals, deer, whatever. We don't ever get any deer, but uh, right. Occasionally, you get a doe or two pass through some turkeys, you know, different stuff like that. So, so one of the the, the best memories with regarding pheasants that I have as a kid was my dad. His favorite thing to do during the pheasant hunt, he'd go out opening morning and shoot a couple pheasants, and he'd bring them back and he'd breast them out or whatever, and then he'd take. Like, we lived right on Farmer's Freeway, like the main drag where all the hunters would go out west to hunt pheasants. And he'd take this pheasant after he had, you know, the breast out of it and everything and go put a coat hanger in it 
and then go stick it out <laughs> in the field. Just just maybe like 50 oh, yards off the road. Like a hay field or something. <laughs> <laughs> and people, oh my gosh, we, we recorded this stuff too for a lot of years, but people would go driving down and they'd catch, you know, that in the corner of their eye, they see that pheasant out in that field. You know, and it kind of looks lively. You know, it's got a coat hanger propping it up, and its tail feathers are sticking up. And they hit their breeze. You can just sit on the. You can sit literally on our front porch, and just watch this whole thing go down. One after another, people would be driving along, going out down their pheasant, and they'd look over and see that bird and stop. And then they'd, they'd look around and they'd grab their gun and like slowly stick it out, stick it out the window. You know, and boom, start shooting, <laughs> shooting out their window, and then they'd. They'd shoot, and the pheasant wouldn't do anything, you know. It's, <laughs> and then they'd rack another one, and boom. I'm not kidding you. There's, there's a guy I watched. I watched several oh. guys just like a box of shells sitting there. <laughs> and then they'd, get, they'd open up their door, and they'd go walk over to the fence and look at it. Boom, fire off another <laughs> shot. And then one guy, I kid you not, he walked out in the field. He, he jumped the fence and walked out there and looked at it and seen that it was a fake, you know, a prop there. And he kicks the dang thing over and goes <laughs> all huffy puffy back to his truck. But oh, the funniest thing you could ever God. witness is these guys just oh, un- unloading on this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they would fly away after the first <laughs> shot? <laughs> no, people are so dumb. They sit there and keep firing at it. So, but it was just like the perfect location pheasant. because, like, we, we lived right there where everybody would drive, you know, to go. Yeah, everybody be And they're west. just thinking, like, Gosh dang, a block outside of town. Like, yeah, there's a big rooster. <laughs> but you could like, I could have turned in so many people for shooting outside uh, of their straight from uh, their truck from their window. <laughs> oh, it's like that that uh, poach or whatever the show is where they're game wardens or whatever, and they put that fake deer out there in the spotlight, <laughs> and they have one guy they spotlight, and he walks out with his bow and arrow and sneaks up. I mean, he's sneaking like it's a spot. His truck's running. And he's spotlighting, <laughs> and he's sneaking up with a bow and arrow. And the thing has a little motorized head on it, you know, so it can look left, look right, and he pulls back and boom, and hits it, boom, doesn't go anywhere. He hurt. You see him over there, like, he didn't even move. It's like hitting a it's like hitting a target. He puts another arrow in and puts another arrow into it, and then finally the, the game wardens kind of like rush him. They're like, oh, yeah, game wardens, and oh, son of a gun. But I'm like, dude, you shot it once. You shot it once with a bow and arrow. Your fletching sticking out of it. <laughs> Just like you hit a 3D target and you're still going to you're gonna put another one in them? Like, bud, you deserve a ticket. Like, got, that's ridiculous. I got to tell one more story talking about things like this. I had a buddy, I, I, and I hope I don't butcher this story, but Matt Warner and, and Cody Olson. Okay, there's some local guys <laughs> done a lot of crazy, dumb stuff in their lives. But, but a few years ago, there was a ban on shed hunting until like April 1st. Remember that year? Yeah. They shut it down because they didn't want people out there chasing the animals around. So these guys, they go out on this main drag outside of, well, between out towards the South fields there by the Willow Creek reservoir. And, and they had this, this big old shed horn, like a big white, just a giant horn. And they set it off the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'd wait. This is before it was open to hunt sheds legally. Right. And so they set this horn off the side of the road and, and would hide in the bar pit down there, just waiting for people to <laughs> to stop. And they had it obviously on camera recording it. And gosh, it's so funny to watch these guys because these people would stop and and they get out there and look around and go grab that horn and they jump up out of the out of the ditch. FBI, you put yeah. that down. <laughs> All these different things. Sam Pete County Sheriff Department, we got you. you know, I see you there. 
<laughs> they had one lady, I kid you not. The lady, the the guy had stayed in the truck, and the lady got out and picked up the horn. Yeah. And she said, Sam P. County Sheriff's Department, we got you. We stay right there. You know, you're under arrest. And she starts crying, like, you oh. know, emotion. <laughs> and the husband's just like, he kind of, I don't remember he started to drive away, but he was like, they're not affiliated <laughs> I gotta get Matt to tell you that story because he he had some video of it and it was so dang funny. Oh my! They're God. trying to come up with things like what they do, what they'd say, you know, as they come out. <laughs> FBI. <laughs> FBI for sheds. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, uh, could you even imagine? Oh, I'd lo- I'd 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 boot my pants. <laughs> right now, I for sure would boot my pants. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, shoot, that's absolutely hilarious. Ay ay ay. Well, what else? Is there anything else been going on? Oh man, <clears throat> Herm, what have you been up to? Man, not a whole. Just lot. baseball. Baseball, yeah. When yeah. are you gonna get your house going? Well, have you start? Have you dug your? Have you dug your foundation? Or what's going on there? Well, my wife. Two years ago, we started this process, and uh, um, she the price that it cost two years ago to oh, where man. it what what to where it was today. Yeah, it like doubled. So like I decided we were gonna we were gonna start this spring, but then we got some rough estimates, and I thought, man, I don't know, maybe we need to rethink things or something. Well, and you got a pretty good setup where you're at. You're all right, ain't you? It's okay up there. Yeah, or is it except a little my tight? my kids are, my two kids are sharing a bedroom. Oh, if you, you don't, don't know, I live in a barnuminium. Anyway, it's a big steel building that has an apartment above it, and the the plan was to wait for the economy to crash, but then well, that's coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. You know. So, but the problem is, is I don't know if it'll. Stuff will come down if it'll just level off and be interest rates will be higher. You know, I don't know. Uh, so your interest rates are gonna, well, you're seeing them. They're they're jumping up, which okay. This is my prediction. Interest rates come up, the housing market itself levels off, but you'll see what you'll see is uh, a reduction in home values by, I think, up to probably not more than probably twenty percent. Like I think. I think you'll see home values drop drastically. Do you think with that drop though that building materials and things will yeah. will follow? Yeah. Because I think I think what you're going to find is uh people are going to be more apt to um well well building prices are going to drop. Interest rates are going to be super high. That's going to mo- motivate people to build a new home because your building supplies are going to go down. Because they got to keep up demand. If they don't bring their building supplies down, people will just buy the homes that are going, that are reducing in value, right? But most of the time, what will happen it with like a commodity like that is your price will drop. Your prices will start to drop because demand is decreasing. So as demand decreases, which is what inflation is going to do, uh, that basically means you're going to have a a very flooded market, meaning there's going to be a ton of wood. There's going to be a ton of wood, and there's going to be more homes, which in that then becomes a buyer's market instead of a seller's market. 
same with a builder. It's going to become a builder's market versus, you know, um, a seller's market. I think I think you I think you'll find most of your materials. We see it in metal metals leveled off, you know. Metal, metal, I don't know that it's it's I don't know that it's going to come back down to where it was, but my prediction is you're going to see some drops. I hope so. I hope so. I think you're right. I think I was just waiting. It just didn't seem right, and I'm glad that I looking looking. You know what's happened even since since then. You know, it'd be my luck if I would have started it. It would have been stuck uh, in the middle of it. Yeah, I would have upside down in it. So yeah, uh, you know. So I sold my house for a lot of money. So way more than I thought it was worth. So so hopefully I'll hit it right. And the scary part about this is like you expect you would expect like your upper valued homes to be able to take like a fifty percent. Like it it would be normal for uh, a, a huge fluctuation in like your million dollar homes. 1.5 1.5 million. It's it wouldn't it wouldn't be strange to go from a 1.5 to a 1.2, right? When you're talking those numbers, that doesn't seem like that would be that crazy. But what's crazy is when your median homes, which are your 200 to 400 thousand dollar homes, your average home is going to take a 20 percent drop. That's that's pretty insane. Like that's uh, that's when you're looking at like some pretty crazy stuff. But the market has to correct itself. And we haven't let it correct itself now for how long. And I think you're going to see a lot of, it's not the same circumstances as 2008. It's not the same thing, but it's technically a recession. Uh, the recession of 2008, as it'll be the exact, we'll see a very similar thing happen here soon. I don't know. <clears throat> this country's in a bad way, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you heard about the pig farms down south all yeah, all shutting down too. Yep, the chi- China's pretty much said uh, they're pulling their 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 pig farms away. Yeah, right? and I guess, and I don't know, I don't fully understand, but I, my understanding, what limited it is, is that it's because the processing plant in California costs too much. It costs too much to operate because of all California and lib- how yeah how things are ran there, and so yep. Um, so they're basically moving everything like know. inland or back to the east, right, or something like that. Yeah, which is crazy. But I was talking to a guy today in the tur- that's in the turkey industry back east. I saw on the phone with him today, and and he was telling me about all these pig farms are owned, you know, China owned. You talking to Ed? Yeah, <laughs> and and they all and they all are most these these pigs and this stuff goes to to China. They put it in containers and and. And yeah. freeze it or whatever, and send. That's where it's all going. Most most of it. Yeah, it's scary when you start thinking about. There is a Saudi Arabia company that uh, leases land from the state of Arizona. So you you know state trust lands or whatever Arizona has it. They lease it from Arizona, and in Arizona, if you can drill and touch water, you can use it. Right? There's no like limitations to what you can use if if you own land you can drill down if you can get the water you can use the water so they come over here they run this big hay two big hay farms they're paying 25 bucks an acre and the value of that just so you're aware is anywhere from 125 to 175 they were saying saudi arabia is paying 25 dollars pulling all of our water or all of their water, Arizona's water, 
to throw onto hay, which is a huge water consumption crop. Like it's a pretty heavy drinker. And uh, all every single bit of that hay goes straight back over to Saudi Arabia to feed their cows. <laughs> is that crazy? That's nuts. I mean, we have so many of these things like this that occur that just makes you, I mean, just like we all do, just kind of shake your head. The thing what is, the is they can farm year-round. All the big yeah. farm machinery manufacturers have all their testing facilities there, like McDonald, John Deere. Down in Arizona? Them. Yeah, because yeah. they, it'd be a perfect place because if you're trying to test your hay equipment in Utah, you'd only have, you know, June, July, August. Four months or whatever, Maybe. basically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of hay down there. There's a lot of big farms. Yeah. That's so stupid. So stupid. And big, big farms. Like oh, yeah. ridiculous. And a lot of it's becoming like industrialized, big companies, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it's... Big dairy state, too. It's another thing that always fascinated me about Arizona. There's a lot of dairies. Yeah. yeah they have these little misters that, because it gets so hot there that the cows would die if they didn't have these mi- they, Keep their the, body temperatures down. Yeah, they have shade and a mister, but it's dry heat, so that works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we went... I was at, down at a coon meeting... And uh, they actually drove the bus through the the milking thing. It's like the, I mean, it was amazing. Mm. I, I don't remember how through, many cows. through the parlor where they where they yeah, were milking. They, they <laughs> drove a, the bus went through it, so you didn't even get out. You just rode through the parlor. Yes, yes, that's crazy. The par, yeah, it was crazy. Like I don't remember how many how many cows there was, but it was like it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, uh, those places like California and Arizona, they're running into some crazy situations where underground water isn't regulated. And so a lot of those guys are like drilling as deep as like a thousand feet to touch water. And your local guy can't afford to drill that far. So it's these big, I'll call them conglomerates, right? But basically big corporations, corporate farms that can afford to tap down that far and they're pretty much just buying everybody else out for pennies on the dollar because they're the only ones that can go deep enough to get the water <laughs> but their lands shrunk like 14 15 20 feet like the whole landscape has dropped that far 15. because they've sucked so much water out of the ground they went from where they were drilling down to say 100 200 feet to now they're a thousand feet to touch water and when that water goes away the the land is sinking like just collapses in itself. Noticeably, you can see like topographically the water where the water reserve was and where everything is just sunk. God, that's crazy. <clears throat> so eventually, though, it's a, it's a precious resource that state of Utah. Just as a comparison, some might may or may not know, but state of Utah, like you own water shares or rights. And meaning if I own a piece of land, I just can't drill a well and pump water out of it. I have to have bought a water right to do that. And that water right equals a certain amount of water. Like one water right, uh, 0.33 acres is what you could irrigate. Right? One acre foot, 0.33 you know, acres is what you can irrigate with. So, I mean, it's like... Here, if you want to irrigate a big field, you got to own a lot of water rights. However, they don't sell any more water rights, so they don't make any more. So, so you can you can yeah you, you buy them from you, you have you to can find buy them, somebody yeah find somebody selling but yeah you, you have to them. find somebody who wants you to sell you some 
because, uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine the mess you would run into here too. Same situation. You're running the same thing. Oh, pretty crazy. I don't know. We'll see. Kind of, kind of just throw another quick off topic. So I was kind of on the topic. So I was going for a ride with my dad the other day on, it's a horse ride. We were talking about, about how we live here and how our culture is. We got talking about liberals and conservatives, right? What it come down to. And it's just weird to think, you know, like the freedoms that we have living not where we do people in the, in the big cities like San Francisco and Chicago and New York, they, they don't understand. I mean, what freedom really is. I, I don't, I don't believe. And so when you get talking about like some of these, these ideologies and things like California, the state of California, how they're ran, you just think, my good night, those guys just must not have any brains, you know, that everything's want to be government funded and dependent on the government. Well, you think about how those people live, like in New York, they live in these really condensed, popu- I mean, highly populated areas where they go to work. They live in a, like a maybe a one one bedroom apartment, go to work, and maybe have one parking stall to park their car in. And so, if that was you and the government, you know, wanted to give you a handout or something, of course, man, you're, you're, gonna, yeah. you're all, all, all all about that. But I just try to wrap my head around around the, everything here, how the nation's being ran. But when I come down to it, like, you just think about where we, like, it's almost like a totally different country we live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that, definitely different. I mean, it's definitely different. I I think uh, they, they think the same thing about us. Like, what, but it, but it's, those it, guys not want to be able to go a block and get anything they want from anywhere they want to. But it's hard because, because like, like those, are the, those are the places that are making the decisions for the rest of us. Well, that's because the population's right. there, you know. It is hard. It is hard. Like, uh, you get out in rural, is that how you say rural? Anyways, you, uh, America, and you're just not the majority. That's why they need to make sure we keep the electoral college. And they're trying to get rid of that, right? Right. If they do, if they do that, then basically the cities would own everything. I mean, you, we, there'd never be a Republican elected ever. Yeah, but that's I mean, what they. But that's what they want to do is they want to get rid of that and go just to the popular vote, I guess. And right, right. Yep, yep. That's basically makes us a bunch of serfs. You know, basically, the rural people in agricultural will be become their. We will have no say in what we have to do. So it'll be similar to back when they had serfs. If you think about it, right? I mean, we. What's a serf? You know what a serf is? No. Uh-uh. Basically, it was. Not a, it's like between a slave and a free person. Oh, so they would basically, a serf would be. So 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 you really just don't have a say. Yeah, and they usually work on a farm. Low totem pole, like yes, yes, you, you, yeah, okay. Right. Basically, like a servant, servant of farms is is my. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Gotcha. So, but if you think about it, that's what will that's what we would be. Yeah. And if you l- just look in the last Jeez. two years, look at the difference. In, I mean, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. You can't tell me the country wasn't running a lot better under Trump. Well, and maybe not even just run, but just the outcome. Like, you can't you can't deny the outcome of how, oh. how, how things were. Everything like, we were better off. I mean, all of us were probably better off. Everyone was. Our situations. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could argue that. 
I mean, everything that guy touches turns to... <laughs> Poop. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea. Di- <laughs> Diarrhea. You know, no, I mean... Uh, di- Giardia. <laughs> oh, man. He is an evil guy. I, I don't know if you guys heard what happened. I don't know if we want to get into that. Let's get into it. What what happened? The diary of his daughter that they found, of Biden's daughter found. Did you not hear that? No. So Biden, you know, his other son was a drug addict, right? You know, yeah, obviously Biden. Hunter. Hunter. So his daughter was in a halfway house and left her diary, you know, because she's a drug addict because of, and it said in the diary, and this wasn't meant, this was just in a diary, but it said basically that she was hypersexualized and, and her dad would take showers with her. No kidding. Yeah. Dude's a puppet. Did this it, just come out? Yeah. How is this not the main story? Can you imagine if Trump was, was <laughs> oh, my word. showering with his daughter? I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's so disgusting. I don't even know if I want to talk. I, it makes me, it makes, it makes me sick. To, I mean, for, for a person to remember, if you're old enough to remember showering with your, that is, I mean, how, but how is mean, that? How is that not news? Like, <clears throat> like why, why? I mean, it's the fact that you guys don't know about that is just, it's, it's true. I mean, basically, and then they, they, uh, Biden was using the FBI to try to find this, thinking the guy that, who had this, who bought the, the diary from this person who found it, they raided his house. So basically using a political, why is an FBI, why should they even worry about a diary? Right. I mean, a diary? It's it's sick. He's a sick son of a gun. <laughs> gun. <laughs> Gosh, uh, dang. Man, I I could get into political stuff. I, like the thing I've noticed lately is that I I used to be really really vocal, but it's just like I can't have a. It seems like the fir- the longer time goes by, the less I can even have an opinion. Like it's like my opinion is is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. Sorry. But no, but it's just sick. He's a sick guy, and he should be thrown out, out of, impeached. I mean, if you're showering, it's, that is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, Well, he just, yeah, what he's done with this country in the last year has been, I don't, I don't know how you're, I mean. There's gonna, better options out there. But I sure haven't heard it. Very many people really supporting Biden lately. Where's all the Biden supporters? Well, Every, I think they They're realize up. that nobody likes him, and so even the Democrats are abandoned him. You know, basically we wanted to have somebody that was the reason why they got rid of Bernie Sanders. You know, because they didn't because he was so far left, and I couldn't believe that we could turn this far left. I mean, and how f- leftist this is the. Po- I mean, the policies that have happened in the last two years or a year and a half is why th- the country's gone to. You know what the way it has because of the policies. Trump was not a nice man, but obviously B- Biden wasn't either. I, I think I I can stand Trump a lot more than somebody who showers with his dog. Yeah, and that sorry. I, what I, what what's what's uh what's with I mean the fuel prices? What's their ultimate goal there? Do you think? I mean, with with what's the driving motivator behind all that? Well, they want us to switch us to, they want to get us off of fossil fuels. I was going to say, they're trying to push us to clean energy. So if uh, if gas prices are 10 bucks a gallon or what a diesel and all that 
then the, then everybody's more apt to try to go to uh, electric vehicles. The way they can do the way they control that that whole pricing is basically by limiting permitting, right? To well, and on, where, on where they can drill and and, and, and shutting down yeah pipelines, importing and, and, and exporting goods, basically like that. There, you know, when like you, I'm just thinking, like how 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 when you get when you get the right people back in office, say we do, like what all needs to be undone to oh, get this thing flowing again? There's a big uh, like a 65 inch gate valve. <laughs> and they just need to open that pipeline back up, baby. You know what I mean? Like honestly, we're just not using our fuel, and we've. We we gave so much control to these. Like, do you think it'd be a quick process though? Like, like, oh yeah. I mean, it'd be fast. I don't think they get prices back down. It wouldn't be like like instantaneous because it takes a while. But I think it would be very quick. I mean, within a year, you would have you would have to go through the supply that's already there. That's so basically like because if you think about it on a business from a business standpoint, somebody has purchased that oil at a certain rate, and they're not going to want to sell that oil as gasoline to you for then less than what their cost is. So you'll have to see, you'll, you'll you have to see at least one cycle of that price oil before the new oil comes in at the lower price. So, so Herm, however you're, much time you're, that you're, takes. Uh, you, you, you're, you're the reason I brought you on here tonight. Well, you're the reason I, he brought you on. Today. Maybe I need to come back because I, I really didn't talk that much, but I'd like to <laughs> no. come back sometime. No, but not, not what, you, but, but what, what is your prediction about, the 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 elections. Come. I mean, do you think there's going to be a, a big red wave just with the way things ever? I think it'll be the biggest red wave in American history. That's my prediction. Really? Yes, because people are tired of it. Especially people vote with their pocketbooks, and the, their pocketbooks are getting. I mean, gas prices, and the fact that Biden hasn't and the Democrats haven't said anything about help. Usually, in the past, when there was high gas prices, that there was something on the horizon, you know, maybe they're going to drill more and that the that there would be help on the way. But do you hear that? No. You hear it's getting worse. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that they say that they're going to get worse, and, of course, that's what – it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, why wouldn't you, if you're an oil company, raise prices? Yeah. If you're going to, you know – It is kind of funny, though, like a democracy, right? Like the Democrats, um, it's all – it was all about the bad Republicans and, 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 you know, the, the corporate side and sh- shame on you for trying to make a profit and yada, yada, yada. But like, why is everything so horrible right now? Like why, why, you know, you got your way here. We are doing your Biden deal. Like, why is it so horrible right now? Baby formula formula. That's, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. And I mean, there, and it's, there's no COVID. It's not COVID doing it. They see for a long time they could just blame everything on COVID, but like, what I was just gonna say, like, we got these massive handouts, and everybody just thought, now this is what I'm talking about. These massive handouts, but nothing comes for free. We sat there with our hands out while they had 500 different lines of new regulation that they slipped in with every single one of them flipping bills that they gave us a $1,500 for. You know what I mean? They gave each individual $1,500, and then they laid out all this underlying garbage that uh, funding to different places and all these different... Uh, and, and now we're all paying for it. Our dollar ain't worth a dime. Our dollar's going to nothing, you know? 
that's the problem. All the, all those handouts is what's causing the inflation. It takes a while, yep. to, to, but that's that's the whole reason why there's so much inflation. There's so much money out there. Yep. I mean, that's I, and and it's true. Like I mean, I I sit I sit back and wonder like how do people afford the things that they have? Like I I, I when I drive down the road, I'm like that dude must sell drugs. He's he's got a brand new truck. That's a hundred thousand dollars. He's got a brand new boat. That's a hundred thousand. So eat that. He's got two hundred fifty thousand dollars just cruising down the road. Are you talking about Herm? He must be. He just bought a boat. Yeah. He's got a, <laughs> my he must boat be was not that drugs. nice. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying yeah. though. Like you, you, you get driving down the road and you're just like going, "Where do all these people get? Well, like, where do you get your money from?" But like, well, what's crazy when they have all this money and there's nothing to buy? That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna be bad. Well, people, I, like I say, I think people have just been handed so much money that like our dollar ain't worth anything. Is we tried to fix things. We didn't let the market do its own corrections, and that and that is where yeah. that is where we're running into problem. We did all these handouts trying to fix things, and we just ended up screwing it backwards, like even worse than it already was. And so now the market's coming back to correct, and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt bad. It's gonna hurt, but like. I think those people you're talking about probably the bank owns that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And maybe soon that they'll be on sale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly like uh, it's it's kind of funny because there for a little bit I was getting nervous. You know, if you have cash right now, you you would be nervous to have cash because uh, the values of assets was increasing so drastically that it. And and inflation was increasing with the assets. Therefore, if you have cash, your dollar bill is actually reducing in value. So let's say you have a thousand dollars, right? And you can go high scale, low, low scale, but you got a thousand dollars in your safe, or you've got a thousand dollars. You bought a acre of land for a thousand bucks. I know that's all. We'll, we'll say a hundred thousand. You have a hundred thousand dollars in cash, or you have a hundred thousand dollars piece of property. Well, over the past year, that one acre has gone from $100,000 to $200,000, right? Everybody wants to buy that acre. But your $100,000 now used to buy three trucks, but now you can only buy one. So the value of your dollar has decreased so drastically and assets increased. However, I'll be interested to see what happens here, but I think with this inflation, they're trying to correct that problem and so the federal reserves is raising their the rates and i think this is where you see the downturn this is where it was so easy for me to see when your cash dollar bill is decreasing that drastically and 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 some piece of land off side of the road is increasing that fast there's something really wrong well the the thing is is the government that's the only way they can pay back the 30 trillion dollars that they have they love inflation. Yes, yes. That yep. means if your thirty trillion is only worth fifteen, you just paid off half your debt. Yeah. The problem is, is that if you can stand, if the if the people can stand it, the other problem yep. with raising interest rates though is that you're kind of in a catch twenty two because we they owe thirty trillion dollars. So as soon as they raise the interest rates, it just makes them pay more in interest. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it really screwed it up. I, I mean, it, if you really think about it, it's really quite fragile. Yeah, and that's and that's where you see like the recession will have to occur. Like something drastic will happen. Like it'll be, 
It'll be just not good. You know, it's just going to be a downturn for a little while. I think you're going to see a little while. I think it'll, I don't have you, have you, have you heard about all the plants, like the, the food processing plants, like, like going up in flames and all these, have you guys heard about that all across the country? Mm -mm. Like all these different food. You want to start a revolt. You start taking their food, people's food. I think, I mean, you're going to, you're going to see some food shortages supposedly from what, Crazy right wing stuff I've been listening to, <laughs> but that's where you you, you 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 probably will. But that's how your dollar gets back. Like when these when you hit a recession, and housing tanks twenty thirty percent, whatever it happens to be, and the truck comes back to where it needs to be, like and your dollar bill can finally buy something again. That's how you get your, that's how you get your dollar bill back to where it needs to be. There has to be a correction. We haven't let it correct for how long now. We're finally, we should just let it correct. I mean, a lot I, of people went broke. No, a lot of people went broke, especially in the in the housing industry in the early 80s, you know, people, because the same thing happened, but when interest got up and, you know, 15%. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to have a 15% mortgage? But look, man, look, listen to this. This is how crazy to, to me is people are teaching strategies to leveraging debt. Like, people are encouraging somebody to go buy a home, watch the value of your home go up, then borrow 80% of eighty percent of that home, right? Because you, you can borrow 80% of it. Take that 80%, buy, buy, pay, pay yourself, buy a truck, whatever, buy another home, borrow 80% of that, buy another home, borrow 80% of that, buy this, 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 bump your lifestyle up. Now you've got, they say it like this, oh, I have $50 million in assets, you don't own a thing. You don't own the banks all own your stuff, and when stuff like this happens, you—I'd say it like this—but you deserve to go under. Yep. Like you leveraged all your debt, and you leveraged and you leveraged and you leveraged, and you got so far out there that your board broke, and you lost it all. And I'm gonna buy it for a fraction of the price. I mean. But you have to let the market correct like that. You can't save that. Yep. Or here we end up. Yep. You know? It's crazy to me to think that, like, we teach we should leverage debt. Lost your mind. Cash should be king, but cash ain't worth anything. Tried to buy a vehicle with cash? You can't. You go into a dealership? They want it. Cash is garbage. They don't give you a deal for cash. I just think about tractors. If you would have bought a tractor like three years ago and just held on to it. Oh, man. You could have made a pretty good profit. You could. You just bought it for retail and sold it again. Really, you could have, I mean, that's especially crazy. like a something that's a tractor, like a something that holds its value like land or stuff like that. That's a really yeah, yep. smart thing to have your money in right now. Yep. But I think what you, I think, and, and in my, my personal opinion... They don't make more dirt, so you can't ever go wrong buying a piece of dirt. But um, I think you're gonna see like this drastic upswing. You're gonna see you're gonna see more supply. You'll see more supply out there because uh, the rates going up, everything's slowing down. Like you can see, there's about to be a downturn. People are gonna try to back out because they've leveraged themselves 15 times over. And they're like, I better shed a few of these just so that I can stay living during this whole deal. And so what's that do? It puts everything back on the market. You'll see the supply come up. Demand will go down. Price will go down. 
Hope so. Hope so. <clears throat> Might be living in my barnuminium for a while. <laughs> <laughs> if if not, I'm gonna be riding my mule to work here in a minute because <laughs> you can't afford to fill anything up. You can't buy you can't buy a vehicle for anything. I mean, it's ridiculous how much they cost. But yeah, it's just like anything else. Uh, this too shall pass. You know. Yeah, just live right, be happy. Yeah, this too shall pass. Do what you do what you can, but it doesn't it doesn't make make you feel any better worrying and fretting and driving yourself nuts. I mean, yeah. What is worry hasn't done anything for anybody. No, whatever it's going to be is going to be, and no, no, no use worrying about it. My you know, f- control, handle what you can, what you have control over, and and just call her good. Yeah, my financial advice: get out of debt, stay out of debt, do your best to get out of it. Dave Ramsey, man, you bet you do. Listen to old Dave Ramsey; he'll hook you up. Do do exactly what your mom and dad used to do, or your grandma and grandpa did. They yep. they they bought something, uh, if they could afford it. And they didn't buy it if they couldn't afford it. I heard somebody say, talking crap about Dave Ramsey, and, you know, basically there was somebody that was talking about how you were just talking about leveraging your debt. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that wants to argue with against Dave Ramsey is a fool. Like, you're just an idiot. Yeah. Because the guy just teaches common sense. I mean, it's really not rocket science, but, yeah. but he does just what you're saying. I mean, live within your means, what it comes down to. Yeah. And if... If you want to argue against that, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, and again, a lot of these guys, you know, they say, oh, I own $50 million in homes. You don't own it. You don't own anything. You've got it all leveraged up to the T. You're paying your own salary off of debt that you're not paying taxes on. Well, can you imagine if the whole nation, like, well, well that's what I'm saying. took that advice and, like. Well, what happened in lived. 2008 when, when the bubble burst? Uh, everybody that was leveraged tanked, lost everything. So are you ready for that? Like, if you want to be one of those people, are you ready to have it all and lose it all? Yep. Yep. Or would you rather have a little bit of stability? <clears throat> but anyways, I don't do Do your best. Do your best. All right. Well, we're about, oh, an hour and 23 into this bad boy. Holy Noel cow. Noel Herm's been yawning through my comments. I'm sorry. sorry like, no, geez, man. No, it's, it's fine. Just, like, next it's time like I'll 1130, try. isn't it? <laughs> That's the only time we can ever do these things. Yeah, it is late. It is late. But anyways, all right. Well, I hope you invite me on again. I, 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 I don't think I talked as much as I probably should because I, I don't know. (laughs) That's good, dude. You can just become a regular. Just the the whole show's called shooting the bull. Okay. Well, you just asked me. I don't. Maybe just a a reg. Not like a regular, like every time, but just a regular, like. Every so Every often. third or fourth. Podcast. If you don't have anybody else, uh, just ask me and I'll come. <laughs> that, uh, that'll be a lot. Because I have a lot of useless knowledge I'd like to. Well, you know, you got a lot of good things to say, man. Yeah. The problem is I just don't know if anybody thinks it's interesting. My wife sure doesn't think it's very interesting. So Yeah. Do you be surprised, though, like uh, there's a lot of people out there that just like useless information. You just go. You just go ahead and take your time with that mic. We'll wait for your that. I, it fell off the thing here. I'm yeah. trying to thread it back. <laughs> this is what we. It back this up. is what we hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. I'll leave it alone. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Go ahead and fix it. We'll wait. It's fine. I can. I, I've been editing. These just ain't the same mic since the fire happened. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
They're the exact same, but you're right. It's just something different about them. Well, all right, guys. Uh, anybody else got anything else to say? Thanks. I'm thanks good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, Herm, thanks for having you. Thanks coming for on over, hanging out. And uh, we're sorry we're so slow getting these things out. Man, we're just getting busy. Summertime's tough, so. Yeah. But we'll try, we'll try to get this more done. So, All right, everybody. All right, see ya. See ya, man. Peace out. Bye.